motherhood, arranged marriages, divorce, and loneliness. These are our personal stories, and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Hello, and thank you for joining us on this episode of And Life Happened. I'm your co-host, Jessica. And I'm your co-host, Samantha. On this episode, we will be talking with Angel Lynn. Welcome, Angel Lynn. Hello. I'm so glad to be here and so excited to meet such lovely ladies. And thank you for having me here. Thank you. We're excited to hear from you, Angel Lynn. Why don't you go ahead and tell us your story? Yeah, sure. So uh, myself, Angelin, and I was born and brought up in a small town in South Tamil Nadu. And my parents were working in government sector and I am their only child. So as a single child, I faced loneliness since my childhood. So my parents used to shower me with their love on weekends mostly uh, because like in weekdays, they'll be super busy. I had a lot of friends, but that too in my comfort zone as it takes time for me to mingle with people um, on the very first time. So the days went by and I secured good marks in my board exams. When it came to my graduation, I wanted to study engineering. You know what? Um, Youngsters in my town had a craze on engineering, let's say 20 years back, maybe. So my parents even supported me for post-graduation. So I did my master's in high-voltage engineering. Mm. Until then, I felt uh, the only problem in my life was living as a single child who was always longing for love. So I, uh, I had given one condition to my dad when he started looking for a groom that uh, checked for a person who lives in a joint family because I thought my kids should not spend their childhood alone like me. So eventually when I was 23 years old, I think that is too early now, uh, my dad found a groom for me and that was an arranged wedding, wedding ceremony and mm-hmm. I was happily married to that person but from that point you know universe started to teach me what exactly a life is because before that uh, the life which I have seen um, the things which I found as troubles actually were not problems so the real problems started from that point so On the very first day of my marriage, I came to know that the person to whom I was married doesn't like me at all. And he was a person from a metropolitan city. He found me as an unattractive girl from a small town. Even though I did masters in high voltage, but, you know, they didn't consider it. For them, like, anybody can do such degrees and uh, you can't, like, uh, become a city girl at any time. That was his only perspective. And I haven't considered me in that way till then. So this perspective gave me a lot of insecurity. And I started keeping myself into a shell all the time. Mm-hmm. As I loved that person, and I felt like he was God given uh, groom to me, I tried to make myself according to a city girl. Uh, even I had long hair and all like I tried to like do uh, layers, those kind of like whatever I can uh, do outward, I did. But somewhere I felt like I am losing my identity. Um, later on, I realized that 
whatever you do to convince a person you can't make him love you mm-hmm. yeah he didn't love me at all and he said that on my face like i don't love you and i don't like you maybe i still remember the day when i was begging him for a normal hug even because like it was already 4 months over after my wedding and like he was not ready to even um sit with me for a coffee so i cried until my tears were dried and i was not able to convey this to my parents and they feel like they have the only child and they did uh, their best for us so uh i i was actually a person who always believes in god and pray to him uh so i felt like okay things will change eventually but this conflict between us you know it came to the stage when my parents know about my personal struggle after four months of marriage like so life went on in this way and some day like after being pressurized by the elders and all uh, he accepted to have a cordial relationship with me that too only because of their advices and um i think like we didn't had a normal conversation even b- between us mm-hmm. and so that it it vanished in a period no when i conveyed that i am pregnant on one morning he was not happy at all i felt mm-hmm. like you know like he'll be happy after hearing this but he was not happy at all he said he was not ready to have a baby by that time and uh, he wanted to get rid of it and i was just 24 and i felt this baby was sent by god to me after looking into all my struggles so that is uh, you know like uh, now i realize yeah he is actually a god sent baby to me i'll tell about him later <laughs> then uh, this personal issues you know it continued for a prolonged period of 7 years where nothing happened right even though i tried to like um convince them uh, by my attitude or humbleness and whatever and nothing actually changed this heart and i was not able to even go for a job even i had to take care of my baby but then you know that was a joint family as per uh, my wish but um the reality was so different than my imagination there mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. came the turning point of my life one day um on one sunday afternoon you know i was just scrolling through my facebook feed and i found an ad from a self publishing platform chef paul prathilipi means uh, like i found it uh, interesting and reached out to them uh, because like i had a passion of writing poems in my school and college days so basically i used to read a lot of books and had a craze for language and literature so now i feel like i should have studied something related to that but i didn't had that idea at that time so i just mailed them uh, like i want to like publish some of my poems which i because like i used to write uh, when i whenever i felt lonely even after getting married also i felt lonely all the time so i used to write and save it in my uh, laptop kind of so then they said like yeah you can send your poems to us and we'll create a profile for you and they did that and that too like um uh, they did it in one day and then mm. like eventually they launched the app it you can write it from wherever you want to so uh, so my situation in the family was like i have to work uh, do the household thing uh, the whole day 
and i have to be in kitchen doing different dishes every day and uh, if the whole day um, has to go in that way only and the baby grew up he was nearly at that time like 3 uh, years old and then like he started going for school and i because like whenever he is not at home the baby is not at home i feel more lonely because i used to talk to him and try to play uh-huh. with him i, I felt uh-huh. like i grew along with him maybe uh-huh. so his name is joel abraham and he was uh, my companion he's been my companion till now so then um, i was writing something and uh, you know uh, one reader one one person who liked it and i felt happy somebody who doesn't know my face even he likes the content what i write that gave me an energy so i started writing continuously at one point you know like um, they used to conduct more online competitions kind of where we can uh, try in the, in that genre for uh, creating stories so i started writing a story creating stories like in many genres kind of uh, love story horror kind of one point uh, i thought like okay why can't i write a series story uh, where i can upload one episode in a week like uh, because like what and all things i wanted in my life and nothing happened so i i started creating characters on my own so the hero he has to be with this personality and this girl you know the lead girl she should she should have this kind of personality kind of uh-huh. and i started imagining uh, and i i started living in a different world from then and uh, uh-huh. my life would be like uh, i'll be traveling with my story all the time and i'll take it of my baby that was the two things i was doing uh, in a period at least uh, since 2017 maybe so uh, at one point you know i felt like okay this is the thing i want to do because i know my marriage life had been failed already and i can't do anything about it and even and people used to say that once you um, get married to somebody the person will they they'll change themselves for them but it is not like that and once mm-hmm. you get give birth to a baby the person will eventually change but it is also mm-hmm. um, not true mostly because mm-hmm. like unless and until they want to change uh, in the very first case uh, and if it is not happening then i don't think it it will happen in future mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. so uh, i i writing was my only thing and I, i forgot about my engineering degree and all and even like i forgot my subjects maybe and i was always into this fiction creating stories then at one point everything started changing and till then people in the house they didn't know about it because they oh. don't like to read at all yeah because hmm. after everybody slept i used to write and like uh or finishing all the work until 12 am sometimes no cleaning the mm. kitchen kind of everybody used to sleep and i i used to like create my stories it mm. is uh, how it happened and again i have to wake up by 6 in the morning because i have to do the all the work again so uh, life went on like this and i got used to this i felt like okay like this is my life and i'll be writing till i die and eventually my baby will also grow up and okay yeah everything is fine and i stopped asking him asking my uh, husband like uh, like spend time with me i i just stopped everything i didn't even like i i just did my duty as a wife so whatever i can then um, i just stopped expecting maybe so uh, it went on in this way but at one point you know 
thanks god came uh, i didn't even know this will happen if somebody had told me before four years maybe that you will be in this position in life i would not have believed me because like i didn't had an idea to get in divorce even uh, i didn't had that guts also to tell my parents like all these things and even if i tell also they'll say like okay things will get changed no uh, try to adjust this is what they i felt in that way but i should have conveyed this thing to them because one um three years back uh, not three years exactly like in 2019 uh, usually they will allow me and my son to go to my parents house uh, whenever he has the summer vacation at that time only we were allowed to meet my parents so uh, he sent us he dropped us there me and my son was there and uh, as usual we were playing and talking and my mom and dad were asking like how is your life kind of if everything got settled now right and i was like um yeah uh, i'll manage uh, that is what i was telling them but mm-hmm. there came the real issue that my dad got retired uh, from his position and these people actually they started demanding money and i was not okay with that uh, and my dad was ready to give that but i said like you know even after you 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 think like if you do all these things to your daughter and they'll take care of them very well but it is not in this thing they won't even like even after give you give, you give everything to them um it should come from their mind no like to love them to take care of them so like stop doing all these things that was the first time i told my dad and he was like uh, okay something is not right uh, they felt in that way and yeah. um, my son you know he got um, surgery uh, in that uh, period of december 2019 so i was calling this person and asking him to come like this is immediate uh, surgery they are like um, like wanted to do uh, you have to be here he, he said like um, with whom you consulted no without my approval how can you meet a doctor i was like see our baby is in a worst condition he is having high fever for the past 7 days mm. so it shouldn't be in that case one or three is like always an alarming temperature so we can't ignore that and they found out like he had a lump in his uh, behind his left ear that has to be operated immediately so uh, i took the decision there whatever comes comes okay i'll go with this and the surgery happened at midnight and the baby was in icu uh, the whole night and i was alone that night changed my perspective about life you know why are you hanging on to somebody who are who is not even like uh, willing to take care of you that is fine but he is not even willing to take care of his baby then this is a very big red flag i should consider then i felt like I, and after also like i waited for six more months for him to come because i know about myself i i am a person who can give millions of chances to somebody but if all those chances are like um, they just uh, left it like that and i know i will never turn back to them so nice. i i was waiting like before taking any hard decision so after six months also like he didn't visited the baby and i went to my mom and dad and explained about all the situation in detail they were v- shocked to hear that they were like you should have told this to us no mm-hmm. uh, why were you hiding and why were you thinking keeping everything inside you and i think this is the problem 
of a single child maybe you know whenever we mm-hmm. feel something we don't have anybody in our childhood mm-hmm. so we used to keep thinking and keep things in our mind only so that is what happened uh, in my uh, 20s also so i didn't know i could speak out for myself or tell this to somebody to my parents or whatever kind of but i didn't do that that was my biggest mistake and seven years had passed by so mm. at this point and and you know like after being a writer and i started telling messages to people and so i have to live like that also no <laughs> so i yeah. felt like okay i'll speak up for myself and i'll talk to this person uh, we'll sort things out so come for a talk we will talk and figure things out then only i saw his real face he was like oh from when you started like asking questions to me okay hmm. so he was not ready for a conversation either then um yeah um he was not ready for the for any conversation or compromise or anything is hmm. it like whatever you want you go ahead <laughs> okay so then i asked my uh, parents like i want to be out of this struggling life i want to at least live peacefully eat and sleep peacefully can you please provide me that i want to come out of this marriage life uh-huh. and uh, after considering everything they said like this is your life and it feels like we have spoiled it without like um, doing any background check or anything like that and i said like don't put the blame on yourself no um, this is not any parents expect for their uh, daughters or sons maybe Mm-hmm. so this it it happened we can't do anything about it now we know and after knowing all these things if we keep the little baby also that he will also have a bad understanding about life so okay mm-hmm. we can treat somebody like this and they'll just tolerate and i shouldn't mm-hmm. be a bad mm-hmm. example to my son at the same mm-hmm. time i didn't wanted to like voice out in a very uh, violent way i wanted to come out of it very peacefully so i mm-hmm. asked for a mutual divorce but then he showed us real face and he didn't wanted to give it either he said like <laughs> this will uh, yeah this will spoil our family's reputation so i won't give it mm. to you so you better mm. be in your mom's place and i'll be here and it can be like that i was not okay with that you mm-hmm. know uh, with such kind of people how can i uh, uh, give them the uh, right to give the initial for my son i can't do that only for like for name sake you are you want to be a father a father is a very big term for me like mm-hmm. any man can mm-hmm. uh, not everybody can become a father right without mm-hmm. doing any duty for your son like you can't take that credit maybe mm-hmm. so i was stubborn in my decision and in 2020 and entire world was you know struggling with the pandemic i start, i took the decision for my life okay i'm doing this thing i uh-huh. want to be out of this thing and and applied for divorce there um, he was not uh, you know like my mom was actually doing um, she was a she is a deputy collector in her area uh, so they targeted in that way so she is in a bigger position in government that is why like um, they are doing this. then i i was just laughing you know if she wanted to do something like that why would i stand here in the court for justice so mm. yeah I, it is not in that way i explained my things to the judge and even after uh, it took two years of time uh, because mm. of pandemic like the hearings got shifted kind of and that 
person also like not ready to cooperate so all those things were there and the baby was eventually growing up and now uh, he was um, 9 years old uh, by that time so in the past 3 years you know this person mm-hmm. never visited him oh so the baby like eventually forgot about its existence maybe because i won't talk about him and i don't do that you know talking ill about the person or anything like that because my baby is my world i didn't want to like um, disturb it like uh, mental stability so like uh, i try to give all the positive things i can show him for the life so so he was like happily growing up mm-hmm. uh so uh, we were traveling much even though in the pandemic you know like we 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 followed all the uh, whenever they relax some rules kind of you know we, we used to travel and i used to take him to places kind of and then he he was happy and he was not asking about anything i know he will ask somebody some day uh, then that day also came like um, because like before mm-hmm. giving divorce and all we have a baby and the court wanted to consider his opinion also mm-hmm. um yeah he also came there but i asked the judge that like you know now he is happily studying and with his grandparents he is happily living uh, for name sake if we introduce him to somebody else who is not willing to take care of him this will again affect his uh, uh, like feelings and all no mm-hmm. that we shouldn't do and the judge considered that and she actually asked one question to that person okay if you want your son to be with you take him along with you i'll give you that but i won't give you this visitation rights kind of you know this will affect mm-hmm. him and he was not ready i i know about this thing like he said like uh, let it be let him be with her and this is mm. this is what i also wanted okay so like i didn't ask anything from him not single penny from him uh, not even the things which we gave to him kind of so we, we didn't ask anything and um, and in the last november you know everything got uh, over and uh, meantime you know i'll tell you about my professional journey uh, because in 2018 uh, so i was writing continuously at one point people started liking my story and one uh, publishing house they reached out to me we can help you with publishing your book i was like you know people consider my content as a worthy content and they want to publish it wow mm-hmm. that was the most interesting moment mm-hmm. of my life and okay. i was like yeah i'm ready to do that then we started publishing it and that is how the first book when it got published and gave me a recognition as an author that was the moment like i uh, holded my baby for the first time so that was an amazing moment for any person so i was really happy and i found like okay this could be the purpose of my life even if i leave this world i am leaving something meaningful for the society and they'll be reading it they'll be remembering me one time mm-hmm. i was feeling bad that my person my husband he was not ready to even call me by my name or want to he said like i don't want to remember you even kind of and now you know people will remember me for my work and i'm mm-hmm. and i'm really happy for that so then i started writing continuously creating more stories and now it it came up to like five books now four in tamil and one in english mm-hmm. and meantime mm-hmm. i got networked with uh, multiple co-authors from all over india and some international authors and and i have lot of friends in dutch also now like we we used to write together in anthologies kind of so Love at it. first in 
<laughs> who has born in a small town and in a very small place you know mm-hmm. now if i am able to tell my story to multiple people like i feel like i am blessed now i can't mm-hmm. ask like why me when i had all those struggles because now i can't ask like why me all these good things are happening mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. it is not that like you have you should have a companion in life it could be anybody you know it could be mm-hmm. even like a tree or a nature or a dog or anybody mm-hmm. it does not mm-hmm. mandatorily to be a husband Mm-hmm. so i stopped expecting that thing and one time uh, you know people reached out to me for we want to make your story into a movie i was like wow oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know like where did you read my story you said like in the same app prathilipi you mentioned no uh, i read the story there like i really loved it and i was like repeatedly reading that mail and i was so happy and uh, although things are under production now like we are into that and i i i started believing that okay all things that are happened which i was not able to find out any reason for that now i realize okay i was meant for bigger thing <laughs> so i can't stay inside four walls no that is why yeah. even if i wanted to be in a, be a homemaker but life took me out there then came <laughs> uh, a professionally the platform where i was writing after 2 years they offered me a role freelancer role you can do <laughs> from wherever you want to Love i was it. like yeah i i'll i'll do it i'll do it you know so uh, i was ready to do that and when my uh, case in the court started and i started working for myself started yearning for myself as a freelancer and they gave me a proper role kind of content operation specialist where i was uh managing see just just think in this way i was a, a small person like who, who just wanted to publish one single poem uh-huh. in the platform after three years or two years maybe like i was managing the entire content in the whole platform <laughs> i was happily doing that and like then uh, i had a chance to lead a team where i was managing 12 different languages Mm-hmm. the contents from 12 different languages like i was happily doing that awesome. like right took me to different different levels and and one thing i understood that you know you shouldn't miss one single opportunity come mm-hmm. coming in your way mm-hmm. so because like because of hesitation i have lost many opportunities before that i don't even speak out much i'll just smile and stand in a corner in a room like um i try to like you know uh, when it comes to uh, writing i used to give my expertise but when mingling with people when speaking with people like there were some hesitations but now i think it is not there you know like i can like talk about my life with people <laughs> so um when i realize okay if all these things are not happened in your life then what will you tell people about it and when you were struggling more with your personal things and you are motivating people that could be the best thing can anybody can do mm-hmm. and yeah so now uh, actually uh, you know i started exploring more in my field and now i have improvised myself into like comic art developer and where like the recent uh, uh, development kind of ai mid journey kind of things i'm exploring it and creating a comic on my own <laughs> and, and and i love what i'm doing and i have to say uh, about my son 
because he stood for me even though he didn't understood because i feel bad like he should not uh, think about all these things why all the children are having dad and mom and i'm not having but uh-huh. he is a far better uh, positive thinker than me and he used to say that i don't know what you are worrying about but whatever you are worrying about please don't uh, think about it i want you <laughs> only i'll be there to take care of you so uh-huh. as you are taking care of me i'll study well and i'll i'll do things i'll do all the creative things and he got inspired from me <laughs> he loves writing he loves the painting mm. all those kind of things and whenever i used to do the voice over for uh, because like when people reached out to me like okay can you do voice over for our story then i realized okay uh, i am also writing stories why can't i do it for myself also so i started uh-huh. narrating my own stories and that is how i created a podcast where i used to narrate the stories and all and it gave another opportunity kind of voice over artists in the industry so uh-huh. lot of things i learned is that like i can't sit idle now where i was sitting idle at some point of life but now i can't sit and uh, when people now ask me you know you are single like why can't you think about a life for yourself yeah i already i'm living my life mm-hmm. change uh-huh. your perspective about like it differs for people for somebody living with her husband and kids and happily doing things together could be a life for them uh-huh. yeah because my parents are doing it till now no we are even celebrating their wedding anniversary and 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 i'm happy to see them like understanding and living for each other and when they started feeling bad for me i said like you know we you can't change the fate this is this is what meant to happen for me but you will see me in bigger places and then you will realize and you will feel happy for me so think in that way not only this identity of a wife should should be given for a woman now i am uh, you know i i am a single parent and i am proud to say that i am doing the, both the duties of a father and a mother for, for my son and he is also being a, like a brother or a friend for me like we used to talk a lot discuss things a lot um, according to his child uh, it is age you know uh, i don't want him to be more mature and think about all the problems in life like we are happily together <laughs> that is what i can say about our life mm-hmm. and i think like um you know now i feel blessed to be like telling my story to you both people so i'm happy that where i am standing now i love so that what, <laughs> yeah I'm thinking about your story and mm-hmm. there was a point in your story where all of a sudden it was like you decided to fight. Right. And fight for yourself, fight for your son. Like it was, there was a very distinct turning point. What do you think kind of propelled you to do that? I mean, because you grew up with married parents, that's what you knew, right? Like, you didn't see um necessarily what you needed to become from your role models at least from my understanding so like what pushed you to do that to decide to like i'm going to fight yeah <laughs> okay i'll tell you uh because you know like um i believed my son was the purpose of my life mm-hmm. so when something happened for him and i believe that initially i was upright a person who is there for a namesake as a husband as a father and he is not ready to even 
um, see in the worst scenario i believe the health condition of our loved ones could be the most worst scenario anyone can go through mm. so because we love our parents we love our partners and we love our children more so if something happens to them in the first case like even without knowing ourselves we'll be like shedding tears right we'll mm-hmm. be looking after them and if a person who is not ready to come for it i felt like okay so far i am the only person who was just assuming thing okay he loves mm-hmm. the child and he wants to take care of it and then i realized okay it is not the case stop assuming about life that is what mm-hmm. i used to do mostly like i live in imagination and i used mm. to assume things in a positive way about people mostly so what so if you if you just think assume things in a positive way and you won't uh, see the real faces mm. but you have to so that is mm-hmm. what i learned i started thinking take i started taking the thing as it is okay he is not ready to meet him even should i live with such kind of a person throughout my life right. what happens <laughs> because like the kid was in icu you know like the mm-hmm. doctors were not sure about his condition they will be able to say it only in the morning so those six hours of my life sitting alone in the icu and my child was like uh, he was completely drowsy because of the anesthesia given to him and mm-hmm. he woke up uh, like in every one or two hours and cry and mother is paining you know uh, that point that broken my heart you know and my parents in that older age my dad used to support me uh, in the morning in the hospital and uh, my mom used to after finishing her work she used to come and stay with us in the night mm. that was a hard reality you may have lots of relatives to you lots of friends with you but you know something happened and you have mm-hmm. to go through alone mm-hmm. and those alone moments so 10 days up to 10 to 15 days i was alone in the hospital with my son and that that actually shown the hard reality of life everybody like even the friends because they also have their own life i respect uh-huh. that you know because at least they are in a position to ask how are you doing kind of that is enough then i realized okay i have to do things on my own that was the turning point where i started thinking differently Mm-hmm. then again also i spoke to this person and i spoke to him and i i i called him and he was not ready to listen then i realized okay this is not working out and being an author and you are telling people like stand up for yourself and you are not doing mm-hmm. that for yourself mm-hmm. no then what is the point of telling people so right. i have to live in that way so i started speaking out and i decided okay this is not working out and my mom said like you know you are the one taking this decision because like you have to answer there i can't come along with you yes i realized mm-hmm. that also even if i go for hearing control and, and hear indian system you know like it takes lot of time because like they don't want to end the marriage that much easily they feel like you know what if uh, everything was good and uh if if we have given some time for them they could have reconciled kind of so they used to give us lot of time but i am a person who thinks lot more before taking any decision uh-huh. so 
i told them like you know this is not the decision which i, I have taken uh, in a day like i have given a thought i i have thought about it in multiple ways you know so i felt like this is right for me and my friend that gave me a different level of confidence now i'm not hurting anybody who doesn't want to leave me right mm-hmm. so i am not even like uh, disturbing anybody's life i just right. wanted to live peacefully with mm-hmm. my friend and wanted to do what i love to do no it was like i i was about to say that you know whenever i used to write that hashtag do what you love uh so like i i i i used to read it multiple times okay then i also have to do this thing. do what you love uh-huh. yeah that's what i was i was going to say is i i'm hearing some um resiliency themes throughout everything <laughs> and it's um you know finding your passion being huh. being present and really living in all of your emotions the good the bad every part of it right yeah. not just the the idealized this is what i want life to be like but really being like living in all of that being open to things um and being your own advocate like i continue to yeah. hear you say be <laughs> your advocate and the last one that i think i heard that um poignant is the role model piece and and you have displayed it and and provided it differently than i think we've talked about it a lot and it lots of times we talk about it in finding role models and other people and everything and you've talked a lot about being the role model that you yeah. want your son to be right like so i'm going to be the person that i want him to be i'm going to show those mm-hmm. characteristics that i want him to be and fight for um which is another little slant that i think is super powerful when we think about our own resilience yeah i, I love the it. reality at one point you were like reality was different than my imagination mm-hmm. and i think you know personally i've been through, felt that you know but i think even when we think about our own resilience um if we get trapped in that imaginative state um our resilience almost kind of like just dissipates it becomes nothing right because all of a sudden reality can't live up to it and then mm-hmm. and then we just kind of i think you know angeline you said it like we just kind of just start to like blend in give up like i thought you know i i'm just going to give in to this is what it's going to be like um yeah. which it doesn't have to be that way when you you realize like i'm going to fight for myself and i'm going to tell my story um and i'm going to make the storyline different so that my son sees something different and so mm-hmm. that i have something different and can live for something different super powerful very much so lots of courage mm-hmm. even though you describe it you know i'm feeling the times you felt scared you yeah. didn't say the word scared and you didn't say the word courage but i could tell you know there was fear going into some of these things but it's still mm-hmm. fear doesn't mean you don't have courage right and the courage to go through everything that you did and and push for the life that you want is so impactful and empowering mm-hmm. angelin do you have anything else you'd like to share um one thing i wish to uh, share is that you know i feel like i have learned many things but little lately so like i want uh, the people who hear this or whenever they read the content which uh, we write kind of uh, like 
if you see a red flag in the first case no uh-huh. try to consider it uh-huh. then we ignore it and it will it will lead to a very bigger red flag which we can't mm. do anything uh-huh. about it mm-hmm. and now i feel like if i had started to uh, voice out for myself 10 years back you know so uh, mm-hmm. i could have uh, changed it in to different way um, mm-hmm. because only i um, i was a person who would have been affected in that and not the kid and now i can't say any reason for him uh, mm-hmm. even though he is seeing uh, everything in a positive way but yeah like i feel bad for him sometimes you know mm-hmm. and i i try to uh, add up the love double folded <laughs> so yeah. but w- what i would like to say is that like we have to be our own advocate as samantha said uh, you know mm-hmm. yeah we have to mm-hmm. speak out for ourselves and, and the core point is like we have to do follow our heart and do what we love to do that mm-hmm. will bring all the connections in it and Uh, you don't have to even like turn your passion into money it will eventually turn into wonderful thank you for joining us it was an honor to interview you and to learn more about you we appreciate your time so much thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity and like uh, thank you for hearing me you know and this is actually giving me uh, one more energy booster kind of scenario <laughs> yeah. thank you so much thank you Thank you for listening to And Life Happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen and like our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience. To stay updated on the latest information, please follow us at and underscore life happened on Instagram. If you would like to share your life happened story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.